0: This meeting is being recorded. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with the Suresh Mood. Oh, I knew it. I knew I was going to get this wrong. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm here with Suresh, and uh, he uh, his name is, uh, his is Product 10X, and he co-creates SaaS startups. And uh, I just got how to pronounce his last name before airing and uh, just messed it up. So that's my bad. And I feel bad because my last name also is really hard to pronounce, and Everyone always gets it wrong, so I thought I'd get it right. but Suresh, <laughs> thank you so much for
1: uh, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, likewise, it's a pleasure to be here, uh, Lucas.
0: So Suresh, uh, what does it mean to co-create a tech startup from the perspective of you know a contractor essentially? I mean, not a contractor, but you know you're not the original owners of the business. So how do you come into companies? How does that work in twenty twenty three?
1: Absolutely. Um, so, at this point of time, the cost of uh, starting a business has come down significantly. And uh, as per some of the latest reports from Forbes and Entrepreneur and whatnot, it is about five thousand dollars. You can start a business, right? You know, especially the software business. I think you know that's how low and cheap the starting a business has become. But, however starting a business doesn't necessarily translate to becoming successful in running the business. And uh, that's exactly where uh, we're actually uh, multi-time entrepreneurs. We've been there, done that uh, in the enterprise B2B SaaS uh, space. And uh, when we really thought about our own experiences of running these uh, startups, going through those experiences, the one thing that we realized is, you definitely need somebody who is working with you, who is on your side throughout your journey and whether they are your employees, your board members or advisors, it doesn't really matter. You need that core set of people who is rallying for you and who is challenging you on the strategy, the technology, or uh, the way that you want to take your startup. And that's really where we really came up with this co-creation angle, which is to say, as an accelerator, we are there with the founders and the CEO of these startups all the way from pre-seed, seed, series A, helping them every single week on everything right from validating their product, product strategy, roadmap, the sales readiness angle, and then all the way to fundraise angle. Uh, because as you can imagine, it really takes a lot of energy and uh, decision points to really go take your product or uh, initial startup from Place A to place B. And that's really where we are there with the co founders uh, and CEO, uh, all the way from the initial starting of the business and uh, to series A. That's what we do, Lucas.
0: That's awesome. And how does that work from a financial perspective? So I've actually thought about this with my own development team whenever we work with the client on whether or not I prefer to take equity or prefer to to a revenue share um, when you co-create does that mean that you take equity uh, or does that mean that you take a revenue share and I'm assuming there's probably some kind of a payment that they also make uh, people listening to this, this is a good amount of people who are starting their own SaaS businesses so I think if they wanted to launch within you guys understanding like your model um, at least on a high level
1: would be good yeah absolutely So uh, here is what we completely believe in, right? Uh, For any startup, especially in the uh, pre-seed level, every dollar that they have should go into two things and two things only, which is uh, developing the product, selling the product. Those are the only two things and activities that the uh, startup should be doing. So as for that, what we believe in is, we are very, very choosy about the startups that we want to work with, uh, for sure, where we completely have the backing. We are super critical about who we back, how we back, and what are the verticals that we back. And once we decide the startups that we want to work with, that is when we typically uh, look into a long-term uh working relationship with them as an accelerator and it is about minimum one year and we take equity uh in exchange uh with the expertise and the advice that we provide
0: that's awesome um do you try to position them to raise money or to scale uh bootstrapped or how do you make that decision as to whether they should raise money
1: Yeah, so there are times what happens is many of the startups that we work with, they probably have a product, they have some initial alpha, beta customers that they have, and now they really want to get to a solid MRR. That's really when we go in uh, starting to help them. So in those cases, what typically happens is, first of all, we go in and then we look into what is your... uh, messaging, who is your ICP, what is your onboarding process, what's the value that you bring into the customer. Just because you have 10 customers doesn't mean or it doesn't translate into getting more customers, right? Because many of the initial customers, you may have it from your immediate network or network of networks, but does this still work when you go to completely net new prospects? Uh, Do they still see the value? And that's exactly where uh, uh, we actually work with them throughout this process. In a way where we are redefining the ICP, we are redefining how the sales process is looking for them. Uh, And then in some uh, instances, we also co-invest in these startups along with the other investors.
0: Yeah, let's touch on sort of your background a little bit, because you mentioned that you've had a lot of experience in other companies that you've grown. What is your background in the space? What kind of projects have you worked on uh, and your team?
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, this is my fourth company, by the way. Uh, The first company was a a disaster that was during the 2007. Um, And a lot of great lessons learned, especially on the marketing and sales. And that is the point of time where I over pivoted uh, a lot of it on the technology and thinking that if we build the right product, people will come Uh, and that never happened. Right. So I ran that for about a year and a half. Uh, and then the financial um, downturn stuck uh, during the 2008 timeframe. Anyway, that is that. And then the second uh, company was in the core internet technologies, um, and we sold that to Software AG. And uh, the third company was uh, in the construction uh, vertical, and uh, it is really a Field oriented project management mobile app uh, company. And we sold it to Oracle uh, after that. So, with those experiences, what I always uh, bring back and then I want to give back to the communities, uh, making sure that every founder has a superpower to unleash uh, for sure. But one, they need to understand what they are really, really good at. And the second part really is they also have to realize what they are not good at and then Mm -hmm. seek help. Uh, And that's really, really important because uh, many times uh, everybody uh, have this uh, saying that, oh, you need to focus on your strengths. But unfortunately, just focusing on your strengths doesn't lead you to a successful business. You also yeah. need to bring in the rest of the uh, parts together, whether it is about uh, sales, marketing, strategy, development, technology, product. There are so many things that you need to be doing in a startup on a daily basis. And that's what you need to be really cognizant of um, to take your startup from A to B again. right?
0: So... How, what is the best way to get a customer interested in a new software that you found? Is there a strategy that you found works better than others um, for software companies trying to get new customers? I've experimented with a lot of different ways uh, of marketing over the last few years. I have a way of doing it now. That's been working really well for us. Um, But what do you think is the best way in your mind to get somebody to say yes to being interested?
1: Yeah, there there is no uh, silver bullet uh, for this uh, question, but uh, here is how I look into it, right? At this point of time, especially for the SaaS products, it has become a myriad of, solutions in each and every category i'm sure all of our emails emails get bombarded with these solutions trying to say oh we are the best in this particular category do you want to try us out and whatnot but however the ones that really stick out is are you going to be a painkiller or are you a long-term Um, pain reducer, right? Uh, Or vitamins uh, in a way. So you need to really understand who you are uh, at that point of time. Are you a painkiller or are you a vitamin? And based on that, there is nothing wrong in saying that I'm a vitamin. I mean, people may not need me right now, but if that is the case, you need to really focus on the long-term marketing strategy so that you are there in front of the people. You are talking about the long-term benefits of your vitamin solution versus the painkiller is the one. Hey, I have the pain today. I am looking for the solution right now, right? So there is a very different way of uh, looking at the marketing and even uh, messaging to those uh, ICPS uh, in that sense.
0: In my yeah, and in my experience, I found that you know people like you can help a company build something that's a painkiller, but I found that a lot of people who don't know how to make something a painkiller, it's really difficult for them to get people interested because, you know, the product might sound like something that isn't that exciting. And because of that, they might not sign up immediately. I remember recently I signed up for a tool that allowed me to see podcast analytics because there wasn't really a way to do that very well. Uh, And I just got an email and immediately signed up and paid actually just from the cold email. And I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, this is really the, you know, 5% of offers that immediately resonate. But I think a lot of times what a lot of companies do when they don't have something that's a painkiller is they have to find a new way in because once they get to understand the business, then they can understand why taking a vitamin might be beneficial to them. Uh, but a painkiller is, I think, yeah, definitely the most ideal because then you can cut through all that. You can go directly to the person, but a lot of businesses, unfortunately, do not have that. So having something like your company help them find out what that painkiller is
1: yeah, and yeah.
0: build the whole business from scratch that way is important.
1: Exactly. So Lucas, in the exact example that you described, uh, number one, uh, the people who actually came to you, uh, number one, they did a good job of who their ICP is. Coming yeah. to you. Uh, for example, if the same email came to me, for example, I'm sure there is value in that product, but then I'm not going through the same pain that you are going through because you're doing a lot of podcasts. You want to know how the podcasts are generating the incoming uh, and the analytics aspect and everything, but I don't have the same problem. Yeah, right. So that that's very important for people to realize that uh, it takes a lot of good research time from you to n- define that ICP and targeting that right ICP with the right messaging. Mm. And there is no easy way out, right? Uh, <clears throat> uh, unfortunately, even if you just go and ask ChatGPT on what is the messaging, I'm sure it'll give you something but you need to really experiment on uh, what is the right pain point for Lucas that this software can solve. And that's the only way that people take in the painkillers rather than looking for the vitamins.
0: That's an amazing note to end on. Where can people go, is it product10x.com if they wanna work with you and maybe grow with you and co-create their company with you, is that the best place?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Again, uh, I'm definitely very active on LinkedIn. So please feel free to reach out to me, Suresh Madhavarsu, on uh, LinkedIn. That is number one. Number two, definitely please do visit uh, producttennis.com. And uh, there are uh, so many resources that we've created for uh, startups and founders. Please feel free to browse. And there are a lot of videos that we provide on the actual pain points that uh, founders took. To really grow their companies and then we go very deep into their product strategy, sales strategy, what they have done previously, uh, so that they can be of uh, extreme resources for you as well. And uh, in case you are definitely looking for starting a business or looking to scale the business that you have, uh, definitely uh, ping us uh, via via ProductNX.com.
0: Love it. Well, thank you so much, Suresh, for being on and for anybody looking to grow their business and build a painkiller, which I think is definitely the way to do it. You know, if you think about there's a lot of vitamins out there that are successful, but it is definitely harder to grow a SaaS business that way. So if you want to grow it the right way, reach out to Suresh at product10x.com, pitch to them and see if there's an opportunity there. But thank you so much, Suresh, for being on the show. And I'm sure the listeners got a lot out of it. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Lucas.